0: Welcome to Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, with your hosts, CJ Barry and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls.
1: Welcome to Will Write for Wine. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and I'm CJ Barry.
0: It has been a long time (laughs) since we produced an episode of will Write for Wine. Yeah, six years and like two operating systems ago. So (laughs) I think the last time we recorded an episode, it was March 13th, 2010. I know, and here we are, April 2016. I know, a lot of things have changed. Uh, For one thing, we're back to our almost actual names. Yeah, (laughs) okay, so
1: this is the first time that we're actually podcasting as this particular
0: pairing. When we first started, I was writing as Lonnie Diane Rich. And I was writing as Samantha Graves. So it was Will Write for Wine with Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. (laughs) Then I started writing as Lucy March. And I started writing as C.J. Berry
1: again. So then, yes, it was Will Write for Wine with Lucy March and C.J. Berry.
0: And now you're writing as Lonnie Diane Rich. And you're writing as C.J. Berry. (laughs) So now it's Will Write for Wine with Lonnie Diane Rich and C.J. Berry I don't think that's confusing. Yeah, not at all. Especially when you've been (laughs) drinking wine. And we don't want you guys to get too excited. This episode number 67 is a reunion and we probably won't be doing this regularly because then we'd have to check into rehab and trust me when I tell you that. (laughs) Let's not forget, we're
1: both nine years older than we were when we started this whole thing back in 2007. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah this is going to go out in the Will Write for Wine feed, and we'll promote it on Storywonk, which is the podcast network I founded with my husband, Alistair Stevens, yep. who actually found me
0: because of Will Write for Wine. He was a listener. I know. How awesome is that? And yes, <laughs> awesome is your cue to drink out there. Oh, there we go. I'm yep, drinking. Yep. <laughs> Uh, We'll be telling that story and many more tonight as part of tonight's uh, episode. 20 things that have changed since the last time we podcasted. (laughs) Right. We are limiting ourselves to only 20 because believe me, there are more. (laughs) You know, you probably could have done 20 all by yourself. Me, (laughs) I was like polling my family for ideas. We were down to like how many cats we'd lost. (laughs) You know, it was, it was getting pretty sad.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But first, we need to talk about what
1: we're drinking tonight. Oh, sure. Well, I'll tell you what. I am drinking um, the Boda Box Pinot Grigio, Mm. (laughs) which is one of my favorite wines. Now, those of you who remember back in, oh, the early days of Woolwright for Wine, when I would turn up my nose at anything that had a screw top cap Uh or that was uh, delivered in a box, (laughs) and now Boda Wines are like my number one choice. I go with them all the time. As a matter of fact, I don't think I've had a Boda Wine that I didn't absolutely love nice yeah so it's nice it's fruity it's crisp it's light it is a perfect summer drinking wine and oh. now that finally in upstate New York <laughs> yes. we have season appropriate <laughs> weather we've had this weirdly warm winter like all yeah. winter and then we finally get to April and I'm like oh yeah. okay so that'll be fine then we get hit with a big snowstorm yeah
0: whatever yeah, yeah. and for all the people <laughs> out there who uh, took their snow tires off early yeah, right. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Every don't April, you know, Mother Nature's <laughs> like, "Bam, there you go. Here's a little bit of winter, just so you don't forget me.
1: One last little <laughs> wave. Well, anyway, so my boat of wine gets a rating of.
0: Are we, are we doing? Was it a five glass? Yeah. I'm going to give it five glasses.
1: I like it a lot. Cool. I think it's real
0: good. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I am having a Campo Viejo Rioja Reserva. How's that? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Very nice. So, first off, it comes in a two pack. Yay. So, yay, me. And the wine notes are a core of bright cherry and berry fruit shines through this light, firm red framed, well, red framed by tea, tobacco, and spice notes. See, you kind of lose a- me after that. It's a lot of, yeah. You know, <laughs> I was good with just firm red. You know, right. I'm good with that. <laughs> And this says, drink now through 2020. Sure. So, what happens at 2020? Does it just like, you know, self destruct or? Since when does wine have an expiration date? It's supposed to get better the older it gets. That's what I thought. It was one of the few things that does. So, anyway, (laughs) it's very good. I like it a lot. I'm going to give it five glasses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, awesome. All right. So now I guess we're going to move on to the cheer segment where we talk about whatever we want to talk about regardless of whether it's appropriate on topic <laughs> or even if it makes sense. I think this is the best way to launch a coming back podcast is just to right. ramble about whatever we feel like.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, before <laughs> we started, of course I brought out Jim's big ego. Oh, sure. Our theme did. song. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm like dancing around the room. The cats are looking at me. I'm like it's okay. <laughs> all right. Only gonna do this once in a while, uh, uh, but yeah, I think. Uh, it, and and you told me that I picked that, but I, honest to God, I don't remember that song. You don't remember that? I no. do not remember that. <laughs> this is.
1: Let me tell you the story of the theme song, <laughs> because when we first started this, of course, those of you who've been with us know the whole story. That I went up to CJ one day and I was like, "Hey, we're gonna do a podcast," and she was like, "Oh, that's funny, ha <laughs> ha." No, we're yeah. not. And I kept coming back to her and saying, "Yes, yes, we are." And so then finally, I was at this point where I was like, "Okay, I'm." looking for music, for theme music that we can use. <laughs> and there was like this one website that had like, you know, pod safe music that was put up there by the the people who made it, by the musicians. And they said, you can use it. You know, it's totally free and clear and you can license it and whatever. Yeah. And I was looking through all this music. And the thing is that this was a website where like music was put up by anybody who could get access to like any kind of recording equipment. And right. Not all the music was good. So I'm going through this, and it's just one of the most... Finding the right music for a podcast is just... It takes forever yeah. because you have to find... It's not just that the music's good, right. but that it matches what you want and, like, the tone of the podcast and all this kind of right. stuff. So I was going through this forever, and then finally... <laughs> I called up CJ and I was like, hey, I can't find the music. I'm still working on it. Whatever. She seriously, like two minutes, boom, 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 on the website, goes in. First song she listens to. She's like, what do you think about this one? I was like, oh, my God. It's perfect.
0: (laughs) I have no recollection of that. I'm pretty sure there was wine involved at that point because because there may have been... (laughs) I don't remember it at all. I thought you picked it all this time. I'd like, wow, Lonnie picked a really good theme song. No, that was that was totally <laughs> you.
1: And I find it so funny that you don't remember that. Probably because it didn't torture you for days. Because yeah, maybe. You were just like, oh, boom, 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 and you found it. Maybe. Whereas I had been suffering with this
0: terrible <laughs> music that I was listening to forever.
1: Well, you do remember making the the Weinstein logo,
0: though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember okay, making so tell that us logo. That story. Well, you know, and it's funny because we could have bought one. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to pay money for something that I do all over my house. There are wine stains all over my house. I totally got this, right? Oh, my God. So apparently it's not as easy to uh, make a wine stain as, as you think. First, you can't use wine. You have to use food coloring. Oh wow. Yeah. So I had a little red food coloring in there. <laughs> oh. Then you have to find the exact right shape glass and then you have to find the right shape paper. I mean it took me like 6 hours to come up with that wine stain. It would have been cheaper in the long run. <laughs> well, to, now to I feel better about it. the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't spend 6 hours listening to music. <laughs> no, no, I spent more than that, but anyway. <laughs> Oh my god. So I can't believe we're back.
1: This is so cool. I know, it just and it feels like it's just on this rhythm. Here we are, it's a Friday night, it's yeah. 7 o'clock, just like the old days, just hanging out. Just like the out. old days.
0: Exactly, except you don't have kids in your house anymore, but I think well, we'll talk about that. I've, yeah. I've got kids here. They're, they're just older.
1: <laughs> they're just older. Well, we're definitely going to be talking about that, I think, as yeah. we move forward tonight, talking about
0: 20 things that have changed since the last time that we recorded. I know, I know. All right, Uh, now it's time for some special messages. We'll be right back. Hi, Lonnie. Hi, Sam slash Siege. This is Wifford Jennifer, and I'm so excited to hear your voices again. Uh, You asked about a favorite episode. Well, I'm not sure, but I did really like all of the movie nights that you did, and maybe one day you'll watch another movie, and we'll get to hear you dissect that one. It's always fun. Um, Looking forward to a great episode. Go be awesome. Drink. Hi, this is Wiffernack, and my favorite episode was when CJ had to drink the Guinea Stout. Why, you may ask? It was my evil idea, that's why. Welcome back to Will Write for Wine. I'm CJ Berry. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And we are going to talk about the 20 things that have changed since we last did Will Write for Wine.
1: Yeah, 10 things each that have changed for us in the last six years.
0: Yes. Yes. And I will get started. Okay. And this is not a drinking game. So (laughs) you all can drink if you want. But yeah, we're not doing that this time. (laughs) (laughs) My number one is that I turned 50. Oh my God. I I know. know. How crazy is that? And honestly, it's like the best thing I ever did. No, I've never seen
1: anybody gain more zen from doing one thing <laughs> than when you turned 50. I've never seen
0: anything like it. You know, if I had known how liberating it was to not give a damn what other people think of me, I would mm-hmm. have done it sooner. <laughs> and I'm telling you, in my next life, I'm coming in as a 50-year-old in a 20-year-old body. And that is how you do it. <laughs> that is the ideal, perfect way to live. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, and I think I've been uh, happier and healthier than I felt in a very long time. Yeah, and, you really have. Yeah. yeah. And I made it through menopause without killing anybody in person. <laughs> I Which did, not everybody I, can say. That's no small feat. I, know. I did kill a bunch of people off of my books, though. Think so? Yeah, lots. So fifty, something to look forward to. I know it's pretty awesome. I'm actually looking forward to it now. After seeing you go through it, I was like, "Now that's
1: awesome! I can't wait to get there." Right. <laughs> All right. So for me, um, those of you who listened to, you know, the podcast before know that I used to be married to one person to whom I'm no longer married. (laughs) And those of you who are like StoryWonk fans now know that I have since married someone else. So I have Mm -hmm. done this this whole little. Uh, little shuffle I got divorced and then I got married again so my uh, my other husband you know my first husband Fish doing real well living in Ohio we're friendly yep. everything's good right um, good. but I have my new husband Alistair who as I mentioned earlier in this podcast I met through Will Wright for Wine he was a fan of Will Wright for
0: Wine living in Scotland oh my god that is just absolutely amazing in Scotland it is like, the coolest like thing. on another continent yeah, no, it was crazy.
1: So he would listen to us and Will write for Wine. He was a writer and got, you know, got into that whole thing. And he was actually on the Will write for Wine boards a couple of mm-hmm. times. And I actually have saved the first like moment that we ever interacted with each other first contact yeah which was before you know of course before I was getting it was like two years before I got divorced so you know whatever but I mean nothing inappropriate (laughs) happened like yeah because he was a fan of will write for wine when we did our last episode which was after I'd left my my husband I was living in Ohio Mm -hmm. um, he heard that and he went to the blog that I was keeping at that time so I was writing as Lucy March and he would just show up there and he'd be like really sensitive and thoughtful and he'd you know have all these really wonderful things to say in the comments so I uh-huh. took to calling him my gay Scottish boyfriend um, <laughs> because I'm a terrible person and it didn't occur to me that a straight man could be that sensitive I've since been corrected uh-huh. so I'm, I'm okay now um, but yeah so for a while around the house Jen the, the woman that I was living uh, with at the time and I would call him you know secretly my gay Scottish boyfriend then at a certain point after we started like we started emailing back and forth forth um mm-hmm. and then i discovered that he actually was not gay <laughs> and fast forward seriously 10 months that was it it was 10 months later oh. we were getting married in some dude's living room in cincinnati ohio and it has been five years since so that wow. is kind of like a crazy that's amazing yeah i know
0: it's kind of i it's mean you really nuts. think about it that's definitely like destiny
1: Oh, no. You know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: mean, as a romance writer, like I never believed oh, in yeah. the whole like soulmate destiny thing. <laughs> like I'd write about it and everything, but I was like, well, as we all know, there are people yeah. who write about unicorns but don't believe in them, you know? Yeah. Um, and then so I've since been schooled in that as well. So
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And he's really nice. wonderful. I love I think Alistair. So I'm yeah. so glad that you like him. He's, you know, if your oh, friends yeah.
1: like your husband. Oh yeah. Then it's good.
0: <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what's next for you? All right. So my number two is I found my Zen groove. Mm -hmm. So I really did. I, you know, um, I think somewhere around the time before or around when I turned 50, I really started to, you know, wonder, you know, why am I here? Why are we all here? How mm-hmm. does this all work? What is the point? And so I started uh, a very powerful and intense, you know, like spiritual journey to figure yeah. it all out. And, um, you know, I read a lot of books and I learned how to meditate and I listened to, you know, a lot of opinions. And then, um, and then I started to create my own and I continue to create it. And more importantly, I live it. Mm -hmm. And that's the hard part, because, you know, seeing the person who recklessly cuts you off in traffic as a shiny, perfect soul is not always easy. Wait, you managed to see them as shiny, perfect souls? Yeah, well, usually after I swear at them. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sure they're lovely Uh, people. (laughs) It doesn't sound
1: like quite as much fun as my way with just flipping them off and cursing at them.
0: I'm not saying I don't do that on occasion but (laughs) but you know I really I really try you know I try to look at the big whole eternal picture thing and you know try to accept the things I can't change and you know so I've really been working on that and it's made me a much happier more relaxed human being you know? No,
1: you are crazy Zen now. Yeah. It is. It is insane. Like, because one of the things, and I've always loved you. You've always been one of my favorite people on the planet, but yep. you did have a certain intensity. <laughs> you know, you were, you were very worried about a lot of things a lot of the time. And now yeah. you have this ability to just kind of be chill about
0: everything. Yeah. It's very cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's not <laughs> always easy. <laughs> i'm still drinking wine to help me out so (laughs) maybe someday i can do it without wine but i don't know if i want to i think that's the thing you want
1: to i think there are certain things that you know
0: like i read all this stuff about
1: how you know you drink too much wine more than three glasses a week and you're gonna like shorten your lifespan and i'm like all right hack (laughs) off the last seven years they're gonna suck anyway
0: right (laughs) that's right now (laughs) i would rather give up those last five years and drink exactly seriously (laughs) That's like, you know, the I read some report, if you eat, if you eat a really low-fat diet, you can add two weeks to your lifespan. And I'm like, what? Hand me yes. the ice cream because you can have those two weeks. I want my ice cream. Yeah. They're the worst like two that. weeks
1: of your whole life. I guarantee you. The one's <laughs> exactly. right at the end.
0: <laughs> the one's right at the end exactly cut them off <laughs> yeah right I'm good. all right okay so that's mine
1: <laughs> all right well uh for me i published three books as lucy march i Yay. wrote the not away falls series for saint martin's press i had just signed that contract oh, uh the last right. time we did will write for wine and i have since written all three yep. um i love them they get better as they go Oh, good. so if you didn't like the first one go get the second and third they're so much better uh no the first one's pretty good it's 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 like it's the one that i wrote during my divorce and so like my uh, ability to
0: write romance at that time was a little bit you know and how many people did you kill off in that one? Uh, oh, a couple a i just see yeah. now now see you never do that <laughs> you must have been really bad People, people would always get mad at me. I would
1: actually have people send me emails and they'd be like, "Well, you know, so and so was a bad person in this book that you wrote, and you didn't kill them. You just sent them to jail or whatever." And I'm like, "Well, wait a minute, jail's bad, right? You know, but if like people would get upset that I didn't kill Karen Rose uh, once, got really upset that I didn't kill one of my villains, and she yeah, and but Karen Rose, Karen for those kills of you everybody. Don't know, she kills everybody. <laughs> Nobody survives her books. No, she like, is murderous. It's like watch, yes, it's like watching Game of Thrones. I mean, I you know." know. So don't cross Karen Rose is actually the, the theme of the evening, the big moral lesson. So oh yes, so I wrote those three. It was really fun. Uh-huh. I got to build this whole magical world and sort of have that experience. It, it wasn't a series in that it had the same heroine at the heart of every one. So they are three right. kind of independent stories. Um, yeah. But they were really, really fun. And the absolute best one is the one that just came out in December uh, for oh Love good. or Magic. Yeah. Um, I, I don't mind saying it's fantastic. It I'm really l- glad you love good. it. (laughs) It's really good. Um, So I'm very, very proud of that. It was really Uh fun to do. And, uh, and that's, that's what I've been doing over the last few
0: years. Hey, (laughs) all right, let me see my number three. Uh, In my goal to get healthier, I went gluten free. Which is, which is, doesn't sound like a big thing, but it really does. It changes everything, you know, when you, all your shopping and what you're cooking and all of that, but it's made a huge difference in the way I feel. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. Well, and you know, I always had problems, you know, I always had problems with carbs anyway. Mm -hmm. And, um, and now I think I... Now I, I know why, you know, mm-hmm. so, but, uh, yeah, all my like weird issues that I had are gone now. And, you know, it's amazing to realize how much your diet can actually affect you. But yeah. on the other hand, I haven't lost a damn bit of weight. So I'm like, <laughs> seriously, how could you cut out an entire food group and not lose weight? What? I know. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's, it's <laughs> not fair. I still can't but, eat it, but still not but fair. But that's amazing though. Like what a difference it makes. Oh Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I'm trying. Trying oh, that's to be good. very cool.
1: Yeah. So has it changed the way that you cook? I mean, is there a lot of stuff that you cook? Because gluten, yeah. I mean, my understanding is like it's basically just wheat, right? So if you cut wheat out, so that's like bread
0: and crackers and that kind of thing. Pasta pasta oh my god you have to live without pasta no they make gluten-free pasta see this is the problem this is probably why yeah. i haven't lost any weight because they do make <laughs> gluten-free re- <laughs> replacements and they right. probably eat twice as many calories so you know, you know, know. somehow yeah. yeah somehow it doesn't work well, out that's but right. wine better wine yeah. is totally safe so oh, thank totally god for that gluten-free yeah well thank yeah goodness.
1: thank goodness <laughs> for small things because that would just be terrible <laughs>
0: But there is, there would be no reason to live. (laughs)
1: Right. (laughs) All right. So my next thing is that uh, I moved to Ohio, which the last time we recorded, we'll write for wine. I was living in Ohio, um, and have since moved back to Syracuse.
0: (laughs) Yay! Because because, which made me very
1: happy. I know. I keep coming back. Well, I came back for you, baby. Oh yeah. And and you know, a job teaching at
0: the university, but mostly for you. (laughs) I gotta tell so it's you, been kind of fun. Yeah. you know, when you moved to Ohio, I didn't say anything. Cause you know, Aww. it's, it's not about me. It's, you know, it's, it's your life. I wanted, I wanted mm-hmm. you to be happy. And, um, and so, but it was hard. It was really hard. And then when you said you were coming back, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it has been fun. It's been so fun to hang out yeah, and, yes. uh, and be able to spend time with you like that again. So I yep. really, really enjoyed that. But yep. yeah, no, Syracuse is one of these places. This is like the fourth or the fifth time I've moved back <laughs> to Syracuse after moving away. And it appears to be just a thing I'm going to continue to do. So yeah. if I ever leave again, yeah. you know, I will be back. Okay. Well that's pretty good. much guaranteed at some point. <laughs> if
0: I leave, I'm not coming back. <laughs> okay.
1: Well, if you're not here, I'm definitely not coming
0: back. <laughs> all right. Uh well let me see. My next one. So not all of it has been good. I mm-hmm. lost my dad a year ago. Oh I so know. I know. It was uh it was unexpected and awful and far, far too soon to lose him. Um, he was uh, he was a wild man. I mean, you know, how many kids had a dad who built a water slide? You I know, know. And, you know, oh, I, seriously. I love that story. I, I know, and, and he wanted me to correct everyone. So he's seen the he he watched the video, our anniversary video. Oh, sure, he, yeah, and, yeah, and he wanted me to correct everyone. He, I said the slide was like seventy to eighty feet long, mm-hmm. and he was mortified. He's like, no, it was a hundred and fifty feet long. So, I'm like, okay. <laughs> there you go dad you can rest 70 feet are you kidding we think I'm an amateur (laughs) 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 and he loved that anniversary video oh my god he would watch it over and over again it just laugh his ass off he he dragged me down to the basement where he had all of his all of his computers he man I have more Aww. computers than I do and um and he would play that video and just laugh so so I'm really glad we did it and it was a it was a good tribute to him
1: Oh, good. He was so, such a you know, and I was so sad because I never got a chance to meet him. But from yeah. your stories about him, I always <laughs> felt like I kind of knew him. And uh, and when he passed, it was so sad. And I, you know, I really I know. felt like that was a, that was a loss for everyone because the stories that he would generate were just so fantastic. So I know. I'm glad that we were able to share that story with everyone, and that he got to hear how much joy he gives people. Because oh, he did. Yeah.
0: He did. Yeah. Yeah, yep, he did. And he, he taught me, Yeah, you know, the one thing that he taught me, my dad did not have any like words of wisdom. He didn't have any phrases. Mm-hmm. He didn't have any of that. But he taught me to be fearless and oh. to be fearless about what you want in life and not to be, mm-hmm. uh to not be afraid or, or let anybody tell you that you can't do it. Well, and this is the man who brought home goats to mow the lawn, right? Right. When you know when he did that? When my mom was with me when I had my first child. When I had my, Oh my god. When I had my daughter while she was gone, he yeah. bought goats. Yeah. <laughs> And then the second time when when my son was born, he put an addition on the house while she was gone. So, oh yeah, oh he could God. not be trusted really anywhere any without my mom around, he could not be trusted cuz he would just do oh crazy my stuff. God. So, yeah.
1: I love him so much. He's <laughs> one of my favorite people. Your your dad's stories are just the best. <laughs> uh, well, here's uh, to your dad, a wonderful uh, man, gone cheers, too dad. soon. I'm in mean, yep. cheers, drink. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm all right well my next thing is i started a business um yes you certainly (laughs) did so the most financially devastating thing that a woman can do is get a divorce right i got a divorce in 2009 Mm -hmm. let me just rephrase those of you who weren't in america during that time this is right (laughs) during the entire collapse of our whole economy there were no jobs at all. So, um, so I got a divorce and I mm-hmm. moved to Ohio, um, where the only person I knew was another writer like me who couldn't give me a job. She, she gave <laughs> me a place to live. So that was, you know, awesome and amazing. Um, but, uh, but I couldn't get a job and I could, so basically I had to sort of start a business and I started Storywonk, mm-hmm. um, where I would, You know teach classes online and you know between that and like my writing income which was incredibly meager i like Mm -hmm. scraped by just barely um and then i married alistair and uh he ended up you know working on story one part of the thing that brought us together was you know our shared love for storytelling and narrative And somehow, like we started out doing editorial services for self-publishing authors. Like, you know, I do book covers and he would do uh, copy editing and formatting and all that kind of stuff. So Mm -hmm. we would put all these books together for all these authors and that was like, we're like, okay, well, we can we can, you know, make a business out of this. And then we started podcasting sort of on the side for fun because we just wanted to talk about story. Um, Eventually, the podcast took over and became their (laughs) own thing, which is like the craziest thing in the world. So now I'm actually a professional podcaster, story expert, I don't know how that happened, but I'm. That's I love amazing. It. I'm So excited! Well, and you
0: guys have <laughs> you know, actually you won a, a Parsec couple of Parsec awards, right?
1: We've we've won a few awards. Yeah, it's been kind I of know. exciting and really That's fun. That's wonderful. And- yeah no it's it's great and now we're at the point where like people are sending us stuff they're like well would you like to read this book just in case you want to talk about it on your podcast i'm like sure so we're getting <laughs> stuff in the mail from like series, like penguin uh putnam just sent us a big package right, and i was like hey i love that oh yeah. i'm sending
0: you one of mine then <laughs> no, no
1: absolutely do <laughs> Yeah, like I'm not gonna talk about your books on the podcast. <laughs> I talk about you all the time and I tell people they have to read uh, the CJ Berry books because they Aww. are amazing. Thank um you. but yeah, so now I've got this this job that I that didn't exist. I mean, this is like yeah. a, a story expert is a job you can get paid for. Like that's crazy. Right. Um but there are enough people who are really interested in because I thought that the only thing that would the only people that would appeal to would be writers. Yeah. But it turns out that like people who love their stories love mm-hmm. outlander and and Buffy and Veronica right. Mars and like all lost all the stuff that we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. People yeah. want to hear about how those stories work. And so, yeah. I mean the vast majority of our audience is non-writers.
0: But that's they amazing. love it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's
0: it's very very cool and exciting. Yeah. And that that's amazing cuz you you basically from the ground up, you created this, you know, this the entire business. It's uh, that's uh, amazes me.
1: I know. Well, I wouldn't have been able to do it without Alistair because it never would have occurred to me that we could actually do this. He's the one who makes yeah. everything happen. I just show up and talk. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, let me see. My next one is I closed my MySpace page. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> I still haven't closed my Mine It's still up. <laughs> I had two. <laughs> Oh my god! It never even occurred to me. Remember when we were publishing and they were oh. like, "Oh, you have to have a MySpace page."
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so yeah, so I finally I'm like, "Yeah, no, I." I so you can have anybody wants it, they can have it. I, I like all- I let it go. I released it out to the universe. So there you go. Uh, let me and see all it. those
1: old episodes of we're right for Wine, where we're like, "Go to MySpace, slash CJ Berry or whatever." Oh my god, that's hilarious. Mine is still. I have not thought about MySpace. I In know. such a long time, it never even would even occur to me to take it down. Yep. <laughs> As a matter of God. fact, I'm going to go to MySpace and open up <laughs> Storywalk. <laughs> I'm going to make a MySpace page for Storywalk just for <laughs> oh And anybody who's like anybody from MySpace who works at yeah. MySpace and is like grumbling, like, go ahead, make fun of it. We're coming back, you know. <laughs>
0: That's what oh Facebook is gonna be like like ten years from now.
1: Oh yeah. No, well Facebook used to be like the cool place. And then everybody's yeah. parents came in. Right. And now it's right. just a bunch of old people. Like you you know that that, that Thanksgiving <laughs> where you got all the old cranky <laughs> uncles and aunts who are all fighting over politics and religion. That oh, is God. Facebook. Facebook that... is that twenty four seven. It's crazy people fighting about politics. It's crazy.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and Absol- and the Whiffer well, spe- group, the Whiffer group is year. awesome, especially this year. <laughs>
1: oh my god I know I love election years this is the most insane election year I'm getting so into politics too which is like I love watching all of this stuff and trying to figure out you know where it's coming from and I have very very strong like political views like I'm not one of those Mm -hmm. people's like oh I can see both sides of that no I'm sorry both (laughs) sides are not equal one side is crazy when the other side gets less crazy fine let's talk but one side is verifiably insane (laughs) And we cannot pretend that these things are oh. equal.
0: <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Trust me when I say it'll all uh-huh. work out.
1: I know. So you've See, got that zen. I'm not even You're worried You're so about zen. It. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I need to drink. Okay. So uh, so for me, my next thing is that I started teaching screenwriting at Syracuse University. That's now, so why cool. is a novelist who's never produced a screenplay <laughs> teaching screenwriting <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that actually, like, I mean, screenwriting in and of itself is a form. I know. Don't tell anybody. No, I start yeah. out my first day and, I, and I'm and i like, because when I first started teaching, I was like, well, you know, I'm a novelist and, and, and you know, I always throw in like New York Times bestselling because I hit it once, you know, and that's all you that's need right. to claim it for the rest of that's your right. life. For the rest of your is, life. Which is why it's kind of bullshit. But anyway, um, so so I would go in. I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm a novelist and I've written 13 books and da da da. And so one of my kids raised her hand and she was like, all right. So I don't mean to be rude or anything, but like, why are you teaching screenwriting? <laughs> And the thing is, is that screenwriting is a form that I understand intimately. I've been studying movies like forever and I understand how screenwriting works. But really what I'm there to teach is storytelling. And so when they come in on the first day, I'm like, I seriously do this. I sit them down I say, this is the most important class that you are ever going to take. This affects everything everything you will ever do for the rest of your life you know all that math you learned in high school that you thought was useless this is the polar opposite of that this is the absolute best class you're ever going to take and -hmm. then they all look at me and I say and every single one of your professors should feel that way about whatever they teach you (laughs) but it's it's really true for me you know and I go into this whole thing about story and how it is like this thing in in human nature that we have that we have this need to apply meaning to everything and story tells us what the world means it helps us and I go on this whole big thing about like you know because I'm just like uh, I'm a story wonk I'm nuts and nerdy I'm the person who will blockade you in the corner of a party for 45 minutes and talk to you (laughs) about narrative and cave paintings and like all this kind of nonsense you know so I (laughs) go in on the first day and I'm like boom and and they don't even question me anymore they're like okay now we're in we're in you know and it's awesome Awesome.
0: all right uh my number six is Mm -hmm. I learned web development like from scratch From scratch, <laughs> you know. I've been in IT for over thirty years, and it changes. It, you either change with it, or you go work at the throughway toll booth, which which I have seriously <laughs> considered doing. Right. But I uh, started out as a programmer, and uh, then went into technical writing, and then decided to learn web development. And so now I'm uh, designing a responsive website for the university, and uh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. It's great. But yeah, that's, oh, that's brand so new. that's so cool. Like in the last six years, basically. I
1: didn't realize that. I thought you'd already known all that stuff. I guess I thought you no. were born knowing that stuff. <laughs> like you've, always been, you've always been so good with like websites and everything. <laughs> it never occurred to me. You didn't already know all the stuff you went in there. But you learned that all in the job, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. How cool. Yeah. I love it. It's oh, a lot of fun. Awesome. And when I am get oh, bored, cool. then I'll just go out there and redo my website. You know, for me, sure. that's like a fun weekend. <laughs> it's something really wrong with that. But yeah. Um, my next thing is
1: that I actually have children in high school now,
0: which I is know. weird. I know. <laughs> my
1: kids, as you guys will remember, who listened to the podcast before, were these little tiny little cherubs. There yeah. were just these little tiny things that would come in and bug me in the middle of podcasting. I would yell at them and say, Mommy's drinking. Go watch television because I was the best mother ever. Um But yeah, no, now they're both in high school and um the first one's gonna graduate in twenty eighteen, the next one's gonna wow. graduate in twenty nineteen. Yes. Um and as and those dates are becoming more and more real. Yes. As I go, I've got two more years with my oldest daughter at home. That is the most insane thought I can't even imagine. I know. know? I know. And you know,
0: you see it happen to other people and you don't ever think it's going to happen to you. You don't because it seems like you're going to have your kids forever.
1: Well, because here's (laughs) the thing. When they're young. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when they're young. I love my kids. I love my kids. You know, but they're yeah. a pain in the butt when they're young. There's so much work, and they're always hassling me. You have to play Candyland. <laughs> it's like the worst yeah. game in the history of the feed world. Them. You know? gotta <laughs> Right, Then they get older and they get cool and fun. And before yeah. you know it, you're hanging out watching Game of Thrones together, you know, and it's yeah. awesome. Right? Okay. <laughs> I don't watch Game of Thrones with my kids yet. It's just, it's too much. But you know what oh, I'm yeah, saying? Like you're is. watching like stuff that you're both interested in and you're playing, you know, board games that actually can be played by adults without, you know, wanting yeah. to stick a pencil in your eye and everything gets really <laughs> fun. And then they leave. And then they so, leave like... just when they're getting interesting. <laughs> just when they're getting fun,
0: they leave and i'm like wait a minute <laughs> don't worry i used I to have be counting two... the days until you graduated and yeah. now i don't want you to go oh <laughs> yeah i have two in college and they come home so they don't worry home. you've got a little time you've got a little yeah, more time with them so yeah i
1: guess it's not so bad
0: <laughs> all right so my uh let me see number seven is i wrote a romantic comedy can you believe it? I know. <laughs> and it was so good, too. But you wrote a romantic comedy. How funny is that? You know, because you used to write them. or you write You still yeah. write them. Yeah. Sure. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But I was writing like this dark stuff and the science fiction. And the, I never, mm-hmm. ever thought that I had a romantic comedy in me. But there you go. Um, but you and- didn't. It was hilarious. It was
1: wonderful. <laughs> I loved it.
0: <laughs> it was, I have to say, it was a lot of fun to write and nobody died <laughs> in it well one person did but I know it was before oh, the story whatever. started so, yeah it was just one um, <laughs> so yeah so I had started that story like five or six years ago or maybe longer it mm-hmm. might have been longer than that and I had it in the back of my mind like this whole time and finally I'm like you know what I want to finish that story and I finally mm-hmm. had the ending to it because you know sometimes you just right. gotta wait till it comes and um and then mm-hmm. you gave me like the best cover quote ever <laughs> and and I made the best cover ever. Just You did? Just saying. Yes. I oh, and it's one. got a great so
1: title too, Big Trouble and Little Hope. Big Trouble right. and Little Hope. For sale now at Amazon. <laughs> Go find it. It's real good (laughs) thank you (laughs) no I loved it it was so much fun to see you and you can write like anything like you wrote all those sci-fi things as CJ Barrett and I loved your sci-fi which like I was really nervous because I'm not typically into sci-fi that much but I loved 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 your books and then you you wrote those action adventures as Samantha Graves which Mm -hmm. I still love and I still I still want more of those I understand (laughs) it's not your thing and you probably won't write any more of those um and then you did like the shapeshifter ones um, yep. when you moved back into writing as C.J. Barry, right. and now you're doing these like these like new kind of Zen kind of yeah, new age cool yeah yeah no it's just so cool fiction. how you can right. move. From one yeah. thing to another, it's just crazy. Well,
0: it's cool for me. I'm sure my readers are like, "Oh God, what is she doing now?" <laughs> just <laughs> write sure me another one of the ones that I
1: like. Yeah, I know. know. Well, no, it just means you've got a broader expanse of readers yeah. who who like the different yeah. things that you do. But the thing is that, like, there's there's a certain way that you write that appeals to me, no matter what your topic is. You oh, know, so thank whether you. it's whatever the genre is, like, I love everything that you write. So it's oh, it's really you. fun. But it was very fun to yeah. kind of see you in my neighborhood. I, you know, know. I know. Comedy. And it was funny because like as that. I'm
0: writing it I'm like, wait a minute. This is like the one book I can ask Lonnie for a cover quote for. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I gave it, damn it. Yes, you I did. did. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> Well, my next thing is uh, as as referenced earlier in the podcast, um, I started drinking wine with screw top caps and wine in a box <laughs> and stopping. The last time we visited this topic really uh, was when we did that horrible episode where you had to drink the Guinness and I had to drink oh, the Franzia. God.
0: Oh, God. And the
1: Franzia was a nightmare. The Franzia is the worst. But let me tell you, there is good box wine out there. And again, mm-hmm. BOTA, B-O-T-A, go get yep. it. It's fantastic and cheap and amazing and it is the staple in our house when cindy came <laughs> over last week we had boxes of it just sitting around. it was fantastic i love it um and one of my favorite wines of all time is uh is a wine it's called monkey bay sauvignon blanc mm. it is my go-to summer wine and let me tell you something it has a screw top cap yep. so all of that snobbiness that I had back in the day I have long since gotten over and I'm quite pleased yes. it's real good I know
0: <laughs> you're right yeah I, I actually know. have uh, like my go-to daily it's not a daily wine I don't drink every day <laughs> every other day um <laughs> has a screw top cap yes mm-hmm. so I love it yeah
1: fantastic well good
0: All right. So my number eight is I learned Reiki and I am getting my master certification tomorrow. So. Oh my God. That is so cool. I know. And if you don't know what Reiki is, Reiki is a completely safe and uh, non-invasive energy healing modality. And is now being used in hospitals, clinics, and hospi- hospices. Um, mm-hmm. It's taken me four years to get through all the levels. Because there's like four levels that you have to go through of training. And um, I love doing it. I love doing it. I've, I've become more healthy. And I've dropped, I've actually like gotten off medications. And, you know, it's, it's really been uh, uh, pretty amazing for me. You know, um, yeah, but then I get to turn around and I get to help people. And I think that's that's really wonderful.
1: No, it's incredible. Like, I remember before we left from Ohio, we had a couple of days where Alistair had a really bad toothache. Yeah. And we didn't want to go to the dentist. We were trying to get moving and all the time. Like, we had so much stuff going on. And I, without telling him, had emailed you and said, you know, he's got a bad toothache. He's taken, you know, aspirin for it, but it's not going away. Yeah. Um, and you're like, all right, all right, I'll do the Reiki. And I was like, okay, you know, you can do the Reiki from Syracuse. And honestly, like, you know me, like, I don't believe in anything. I'm like, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, but it's worth it. Like, I'm open-minded but yeah. I don't necessarily like I didn't believe in soulmates either and then it happened to me and I was like all right yeah. fine you know whatever um yeah. but uh, but I I sent that email and then completely forgot about it and then the next day I didn't tell Alistair completely forgot the next day Alistair wakes up and he's like wow my tooth is all better and we just moved on our merry way <laughs> and I was like Wow. I was so waked out. And he's like, no, I'm fine. I don't know what happened. I just must have slept really well or something. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I swear to God, I still remember that to this day. And whenever I've got any kind of like weird pain or whatever, and I don't know what's going I on, or like, I pull I a muscle. An always emails I always email. I'm like, you can be raking my shoulder hurts. <laughs> but it works it's really well, crazy and how it yeah. can work across miles like that is insane you know
0: and i don't know how it works either i just do mm-hmm. it and you know it's uh it's kind of like not up to me it's kind of mm-hmm. between you and you know and your heel you know your healing energy and uh, so mm-hmm. i you know i just send it and you know hope that uh, that it helps no it's great it's pretty amazing so i'd like to be able to um do some volunteer work in the hospitals and uh -hmm. when i get some free time
1: yeah exactly (laughs) which will be very very soon with all that web developing and book writing you're doing Um, (laughs) (laughs) all right so for me my next one is i started writing again as Lonnie mm-hmm. Diane Rich. I Yay. moved back into that. I finished my Lucy March books and I finished that contract. And then I decided that I really want to go back to writing the kinds of books that I used to write and there's other things that I want to do too but like I I want to write those books again you know like my my women's fiction kind of like a funny emotional story so I've actually got a book um that I'm almost done with and that should be out later in 2016 it's called you don't have to go home um and it's it's a Ah. really really fun novel I'm very excited to get that out
0: there so awesome and I am a beta reader correct you absolutely are as soon as I finish it it'll be be shot right out to you (laughs)
1: but it's fun to be writing as me again
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's nice that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah i mean i feel the same way you know writing going back to cj barry and being able to you know pick that up again and kind of you know it's not like you're a different person but you definitely feel like you're different you know you're talking to different people or whatever so um all right so my number nine is (laughs) we got netflix (laughs) oh like a month ago (laughs) Okay, I have and been I'm-
1: working on you to get off of this traditional cable-like thing forever. We cut the cord
0: years ago. I know. Well, believe me, it's not me, because you know what a yeah. huge TV watcher I am. Um, I know. You know, but we really, one thing I do like to watch is sports. Mm-hmm. So you have to figure out how you're going to do that, you know, how yeah. you're going to get around that. But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm pretty sure we're like the last people on earth who got Netflix. <laughs> Well, that's good. How are you enjoying it? Well, I've got like two things that I like in it, you know. So I mm-hmm. have like you know just like a couple of cooking shows, and the, the kids, you know, have like a hundred apiece. They like oh, watching sure, yeah. everything mm-hmm. on there, but eh, it's all right. You know me and TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I cannot oh my... handle it. Eh, it's all right when you talk
1: about Netflix. Netflix changed my freaking world. <laughs> I'm glad you're on board, though. I'm glad you finally came on board.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Thanks. (laughs) I have one more remote to deal with.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That cracks me up. That is insane. (laughs) Well, I am obviously, as soon as this is done, going to send you a big list of all of the things on Netflix that you have
0: to watch. Okay, you know what (laughs) I don't understand, though? It's like I can't get the Dick Van Dyke show because I wanted to show the kids. I'm like, okay, you want to know real good comedy and real good comedy writing. Here's a bunch of shows and not one of them was on Netflix. Like the well, Carol Burnett show, which I loved and No, the Carol and, Burnett show was real fun, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. MASH, great writing, great character. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the heck? So, yeah, so well, I don't something. know. Am I maybe I'm just too old for Netflix? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you're not that much older than me, but, um,
1: but no, but it's like the streaming rights for a lot of those shows, they, they fell into this weird hole where the shows are too old to get streaming rights, but there actually are a lot of, of online places that are starting to stream those shows and there are different places that'll actually have the rights for that sort of thing. But it's hard to get some of them into that, into that space where you can legally stream them. Right. But well, should. Uh, but I'm glad. Be, I'm glad at the least you have Netflix.
0: They should be given those shows away by now. I mean, God. Yeah, well,
1: at this point, you yeah. think, yeah, yeah, but
0: you no. would think, <laughs> no. There's a penny and not until to be everybody's made.
1: been dead for seventy years, exactly, <laughs> you can squeeze a penny out. Um, don't give it away. Um, so, all right. So for me, my next one has been uh, independence publishing. Independent yep. publishing has been like a thing, um, yep. and now I'm going to start doing it. My next book, I'm actually publishing on my own. Yay. I am I am tired of writing on contract <laughs> and I have decided that I am going to go out on my own and do it there, which means that I will write these books and very possibly no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun. I like that There's something about writing for a publisher that puts me in this in this space like I have this and this is, you know, kind of like a twisted part of my psychology, but I have this like deep need for approval. You know, mm. so when I'm writing for a publisher, I feel like I just want to make them happy, you know. Yeah. And now I'm writing this on my own, and I'm going to make me happy by writing yes. this book. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. I think it's lots of fun. Of course, the downside of that is that because I'm publishing it, I'm my own publisher, that yeah. I'm very lax about deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> So that is been a like, problem. You know, yeah. So I've had this, I've had this book kind of sitting like three quarters of the way done for like, I don't know, six months, something like that. And, um, and now I have to get back down to it and actually, mean, so now I have yeah. to like, you know, give myself a hard time about it because I am both I publisher and writer and it's, it's a little weird, but yeah. It's hard.
0: It is hard. <laughs> I've been sitting on the, on one book for a year and a half now. So really hoping to get that one moving at some point.
1: <laughs> it's hard <laughs> It's hard when you work full time. It, it is, you know, and yeah, it's it's it one is. of those things that, like, honestly, I can write during the summers when I'm not teaching. And I mean, right. I teach part time, but we also do like the podcasts and I do editorial right. services. So between like the three or four jobs that I have, not to mention, there's still children <laughs> in the house who expect to be like, you know, fed and, and have <laughs> attention paid to them and all that kind of stuff, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard to find the time and the energy to really dedicate to it. Yeah. You know?
0: yeah right I know all right my number 10 I went Mm -hmm. to Arizona for the first time ever oh
1: my goodness I saw
0: the Grand Canyon which if you haven't seen it put it on your bucket list (laughs) um and I fell in love with the whole state and we we took like a whirlwind you know drive around the state so we we got to Mm -hmm. see a good good chunk of it and um and i just fell in love with it especially sedona oh so yeah i will be going back to sedona i am hopelessly enamored by the beauty and the grace and the stillness of that land, so yeah, so I think I found the place I want to retire to. <laughs> oh yeah, you're totally going to retire there. I know you are. Everything is pictures of Sedona.
1: I see oh, it all yeah. over. And you've been doing painting too, and you're painting pictures of Sedona. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, I know it's getting a little no. crazy. You know, it's kind of. I know... love how much you love it. I think that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, but well, you know what, the what was what was the movie, oh shoot, Close Encounters, where he's oh, yeah. like doing the sculptures of the Devil's Tower. I'm starting sure. to get to that point. <laughs>
1: Borderline obsession. Get those mashed potatoes out, right, yeah. <laughs> well, I know you're going to move there, and I will come out and visit you between yeah. my times moving back and forth from Syracuse. So. Um, yeah. All right, so here's the big thing. My number 10, the biggest thing that has happened to me. Well, okay. (laughs) I started with getting divorced and married, so I won't (laughs) say the biggest thing has happened to me. Um, But I have been like a Macintosh person for a very long time. And I have been working on Macs, Apple products, this whole thing. I have switched in the last six months over to Windows Yay. and I have to say I don't notice a difference yeah. I really don't that much there's a couple of little things but at yeah. this point basically it's kind of the same thing but, um, but the thing with Apple products is that they're really really nice and they just work and that's great but you're also limited in some of the software that you can use and right. I was working on laptops and they're just not you sacrifice a lot of power mm-hmm. and Alistair is also like a computer guy like he understands computers he hand built his computer and right. it is like the equivalent of like like the fastest, you know, like the, 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 the equivalent of like the $7,000 Macintosh machine is like yeah. what he built for like 800 bucks. So, right. um, so I had <laughs> him do that. that for me and make me a desktop computer, which I'm using now. And I absolutely love it. So now I am, I'm a windows girl once again.
0: I know. That's amazing. I never thought yeah. you would make that move.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I, yeah.
0: I do. You know, if like
1: if it's uh, I'm not so crazy, like I'm not one of these people who's like so into their the, like has uh, tied their identity to Mac right. or Windows. Like because that's a little yeah. nuts, you know, yeah. um, but I really the thing that I love about Mac and that I will always love about Mac is like the physical beauty of the machines. The machines right. themselves are so incredibly sleek and beautiful and lovely. But the problem with that is that you sacrifice like a lot of power and capability. Mm in a Macintosh and Apple machine unless you're really willing to pay like insane amounts of money yeah. Um, and I just it's just too expensive for something that doesn't do everything that I need it to do um, yeah. and when you're using like a browser when you're using you know Word it's it's basically the same experience so right. so I gave up I gave up the physical beauty I now have a big machine with a bunch of wires on it but let me tell you something that baby moves <laughs> <laughs> fast and I will probably never go back so there we go i think that's going to be it for our 20 things i know right (laughs) so i think that's it for our 20 things right Mm -hmm. Yep. and uh we're going to go back and have another sip we'll be back in a moment
0: hi this is whiffer jill from lamar missouri my favorite episode of uh will write for wine was number one the inauguratory uh because hello it was the first one thanks Hi, it's one of the Whiffer Gens, a.k.a. Generosity. I'm from beautiful British Columbia, Canada, in the greater Vancouver area. And narrowing down my favorite will Write for Wine episode is pretty much impossible, so I'll just give you one of the top, and that would be the list of ways to torture your character. It was both instructive and laugh-out-loud hilarious funny every time you listen to it.
1: Welcome back to Will Write for Wine. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich, and I'm CJ Barry, and this is the C Block, which means Yay. we're getting kind of drunk, but we can still, you know, podcast effectively. More sure, or less. A... <laughs> and <laughs> at this least is the we think so, <laughs> right? <laughs> And so this is the perfect time to talk about our latest addictions.
0: Right. Uh, books, movies, TV, music, you know, I'll be a little light on the TV. Oh, my um, God, I can't even understand. I can't even understand. <laughs> I try to be open-minded about the Reiki and about the New Age Zen, but not joining TV just blows my mind. I have a couple up my sleeve, though, that may surprise you, so. Okay, good. yeah, All right. <laughs> So you start.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to talk about one of my like latest obsessions is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you haven't watched it at all. Because Never you know heard of it. <laughs> television. Oh, my God. Okay. It's making me crazy. Um, no. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is this show that's on the CW, and it is basically like a musical television show. But it's like a Broadway musical numbers that they do in like every episode. But it's not like Glee where they have like in Glee, it was a Glee club. So they had like a reason why these kids were singing and it was actually part of the thing this is just uh, we are so deep in this woman's POV and she is the kind of person who just like imagines her life as a Broadway musical. <laughs> um, so she has all these songs. She's, and the songs are, I mean, not all of them are fantastic, but I uh-huh. mean, the vast majority are really, really good. And they're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very, it's a nice story about like this this woman who is just at a point in her life where um, she's feeling a little desperate and she's feeling a little sad. So she makes like a crazy move and moves from New York to West Covina, California, where mm-hmm. uh, the boyfriend that she had in summer camp lives um and so she basically like (laughs) tracks him down and and just moves there yeah (laughs) essentially you know um but it's so adorable and the thing is like one of of the things i love about crazy ex-girlfriend is that um is that it has that one of the things we talk about, and anybody who's ever listened to any of the Storywalk podcasts is like so sick of us talking about vulnerability, but vulnerability is so essential to storytelling and they use it yeah. so well. Like she's crazy and she does all this stuff, but she's also so vulnerable yeah. that you can't help but feel for
0: her. And it's it's
1: really, really fun. And I highly, highly recommend it.
0: Cool. I my first one is mm-hmm. um it's a webcam. Of okay. red tail hawks having <laughs> having baby hawks and raising them, and they become big hawks, and it's oh my god, it's awesome! It's oh awesome. my god! I know, and it streams. You know, it's on the web, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll I'll put the link up on the uh, on the website the show when rates, we're done. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But this is um, it's actually Cornell uh-huh. uh, University, and it's their hawk cam. Wow. So, oh my god, you see these little baby hawks? They're like little white fuzz balls. And they're adorable. And then they become these gorgeous, you know, big hawks. You get to watch it like and this happens in like a month and a half or something. It's crazy. Oh do you name them? Do you name the baby hawks? Like in your head? Do you name them? No. Are you like, oh, that's Rosie. That's they, George. You they don't all know? look exactly alike. <laughs> I would probably there still is, name them. <laughs> there is no way. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, it, it's like addicting. It's Do you have it up while you're working? Is this oh, something yeah. You just kind of oh yeah, oh yeah. So you know, I'll be working. All of a sudden, I hear like this this bird noises, and I'm looking around my office, going, "What the hell? Did a bird get in the building?" And I forgot that I've got the web the webcam on oh my god it's awesome you gotta watch it so. <laughs> well it that go.
1: is very cool I'm very much looking forward to getting that link in the show notes um, okay the other thing of course for me is another television show uh-huh. um, it's Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, no, have you been you've been into the whole superhero thing right so we can I connect on that right yes. so you've been watching the Marvel movies like Absolutely. Captain America and oh, Iron yeah. Man and, and Avengers and uh-huh. all that kind of stuff okay all right so now we have some common ground <laughs> now I can work with you have you watched Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. no Oh my God! Okay. (laughs) No, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Maybe, maybe this will be a nice. Oh, 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 oh! And you know what? You know What? 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 It's on Netflix. Oh, first two seasons first two seasons are on netflix (laughs) i am charging you with watching marvel's agents of shield Uh, you need to do this for me as a friend this is something uh that i am going to make you do because it's really really good Uh um the first the first 12 episodes like i was like okay what are you doing and then suddenly like in the in the middle of the season it kicks into gear and i'm like oh no i get it now and i was totally Uh, in can i just
0: skip the first 12 then
1: Okay, I'll tell you what I will <laughs> give you an I will give you an essential watching list. Uh, okay. For for Marvel's Agents of Shield and then maybe we'll come back and do another Will for Wine and you can tell me how much you love it because I know you will. Uh-huh. I'm gonna get you into television. I just I can't even anymore, you know. Um I've I've been really nice and patient and calm about this whole thing and I haven't criticized you or anything, but you know what, this yeah. is it. This is it, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. It's but, been ten years in our friendship. I, you I are watching some TV. I work
0: all day, so at <laughs> night I don't watch TV. I read. Oh, my God.
1: I read. Okay. Yeah. So All right. that's why. Well, fine. Yeah, then yeah. you're obviously oh, no. a better person than me. I watch television. <laughs> I watch television for my job and then watch more television. So <laughs> Obviously, something's very, very wrong with me. No, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is really good. It has one of the like most kick-ass women. Uh, there's a woman named Ming-Na. I don't know. Did you ever watch E.R.? Oh, look who I'm talking to. You didn't watch E.R. No, I didn't watch you E.R. You do not watch television. No. All right. uh, have, you seen, have you seen Mulan? yes okay she did the voice for Mulan oh okay um, she's an actress she's been around for a while she's really fantastic she's Mm -hmm. this Asian actress she is 50 years old wow I like her already 52 now oh you have no idea (laughs) and she is the most like the toughest most kick ass person because she's 50 that's why well, yeah, no, seriously, because she hit that fifty, <laughs> she hit that zen space, and she she's just like does get the hell out of my care. way. <laughs> she has no more fucks left to give. Let me tell you, um, but she's awesome. She's amazing. They have a wonderful romance developing between these two uh, scientists that are on the show, and they're, mm-hmm. they're very, very young. And it's a, a man and woman who went to school together, and then came right out of school and joined Shield and mm-hmm. um, and work together. And their romance has been this like long, you know simmering thing that they've been sort of building up and that is beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, Clark Gregg um, is this actor that you don't know because he works in television <laughs> but he's fantastic and, um, and so I absolutely I, like, I love him it but also it is uh, executive produced by Joss Whedon mm-hmm. um, but also written like it, Joss Whedon is a little busy so he's just sort of like he's a presence around it but yeah. the real showrunners are his brother and his brother's wife um, who like know how to tell stories yeah. and really really good know how to good. tell stories um, so Marvel's Agents of Shield, I'm completely into that, and it's fantastic.
0: Cool. All right. Well, my next one is another webcam. Oh and my god! <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Sedona. Where else? Oh, of it's oh, a webcam wonderful. of yeah. Sedona, which is mm-hmm. honestly the most beautiful place on earth. It and, is. it's uh, incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have that up on my computer at work too. Okay,
1: that's (laughs) awesome. Is there anything in the webcam, or is it just like the Red Rocks? It's just the Red Rocks. That's pretty much it. There's no people. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, we don't like people. (laughs) That's the one thing both you and I can agree on, right? (laughs) Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So nice, pretty Sedona webcam. That's Gorgeous. really cool. Yeah. Um, all right. So my last thing I have to tell you that I've been getting obsessed with lately is the Hamilton soundtrack. Are you familiar with Hamilton? Have you heard about Hamilton? Or you don't like musicals either?
0: I don't like musicals. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we can be friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh you know what? God, you know what? Cracks me up. Uh, yeah. What is uh-huh. it?
0: It's... The song, what is that musical like? The worst musical ever, the the mountain, oh, Rocky the, Horror Picture Show. No, no, the one what? with Julia, whatever her name is, and the mountains with Julia, and the Von Traps, name- the Von Traps. <laughs> <laughs> the Von Traps oh,
1: the- oh, 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 oh! Julie know what I- Andrews, Julia? The Sound of Music. Yes, yes, That's okay. the worst one ever. You couldn't recall The Sound of Music off the top of your head. <laughs> what? What culture did you grow up in? I mean, yes. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. The sound of music is objectively terrible. And we're going to get a lot of email from the five people who are actually listening to this who (laughs) love the sound of music and are going to get real mad at us. Um, But yeah, no, the sound of music is terrible. But how do you not know that off the top of your head? I don't know. Okay, I I don't don't know. know. You don't know musicals. I am going to you're coming over and I'm gonna strap you down <laughs> you're gonna while have we to. watch My Fair Lady and Marvel's Agents of Shield and I'm gonna get you uh, into television and these are things that are going to happen. No, but uh, Hamilton okay, let me just explain to you. Um mm-hmm. as somebody who has no idea. Do you have you heard of Hamilton? Do you know anything about it? The
0: president or the was he a president? <laughs> what no? George you know Hamilton. I don't know who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Oh, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. All right. Right, you know. Okay.
1: Okay. So anyway, there is a um a Broadway musical which I haven't seen. Uh-huh. Uh nobody's seen it. The the tickets cost $2,000 and you have to <laughs> wait for like a year to get them. Um it's crazy. Uh but it's incredibly popular and it is basically like the the life story of Alexander Hamilton done in like rap music and modern music and played all of the parts in it are played by I mean most of the parts in it anyway are played by uh minor actors so we have like this this really like multicultural um you know musical influence and multicultural uh cast playing all of these parts um it was written by a guy named lin manuel miranda who does i mean seriously like raps like they just it's crazy (laughs) they have rap battles between like you know aaron burr and alexander hamilton (laughs) like all this stuff which is so, so cool. But uh-huh. the, um, the soundtrack, anyway, so, like, everybody has been telling me I have to listen to the soundtrack, I have to do, you know. And uh, so many of the, like, the fans of Story Walk have been like, you have to, you know, get And And the thing is that, like, I have this resistance to it because I want the whole story, uh-huh. and I can't watch it because, you know, it's impossible to get tickets and all that kind right. of stuff. Um, That's going to make uh, you crazy. I, I know. But I started <laughs> listening to the soundtrack, and the soundtrack is like, incredibly good it's so cool. good um so yeah so uh so the hamilton soundtrack is very good it's really interesting and it's actually gotten me into there's the uh the book that the biography that lin-manuel miranda read that made him interested in Hamil in alexander hamilton because alexander hamilton i don't know if you know this um grew up poor orphaned um he was an illegitimate son uh-huh. um his mother was okay in the Hamilton soundtrack they say you know uh, like a an orphan bastard son of a whore mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is a real extension she wasn't a prostitute she was accused of a lot of things by terrible men who tried to control her and she wouldn't let herself be controlled so she ended up being called a whore which is something that happened to a lot of women back then mm-hmm. um, but, uh, but I mean he had like absolutely no advantages and, and like is the classic example of working your way up like bootstraps you know pulling yourself yeah. up by your bootstraps was like exactly what Alexander Hamilton did so he um, he came to America at like 14 15 something like that um, and just started working his way up from there and it's a really interesting um, interesting story when you think about like you think about the founding fathers and you think that they were all born with silver spoons in their mouths but they really weren't mm. you know I mean they they struggled and they built this country and it's 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 kind of amazing especially when you look at it as like this this classic immigrant experience from a founding father which is right. what we usually don't associate that with and so I really like the perspective that um, that this guy did with this story and um, and he's incredibly talented it's so cool. cool so Hamilton is now like and it's it's on the soundtrack is available you can buy it if you have Google Music or Apple Music or anything like that you can listen to it as part of that
0: subscription and, uh, and I highly recommend it cool my last one yes. is a Netflix show. No way! Yes, called I'll Have What Phil's Having.
1: Oh my god! He had us watch this when you came over. uh, Oh, my God.
0: It's such a funny show. So it's an international food expedition with Uh Phil Rosenthal, who was the creator of the TV show. TV show, Everyone Loves Raymond. Okay. And, um, oh, God, he's hilarious. And he goes to all these countries, and he tries all the food. And then he Skypes his parents afterwards. (laughs) He's like, hey, I'm in France. You want to come to France? They're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> they are adorable. Aww. It's so funny. No, and, it uh, was really cute. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really good. So, so we wa- I watched the whole season, which it really was uh-huh. only like six episodes. But I but hope still- they renew it. And uh, mm-hmm. it was
1: really good. Well, while you're waiting for it to come back, I think you should watch Marvel's Agents of Shield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start getting right. like emails. Have you watched it? Have you watched it? Have you watched it? No, I'm going to harass you you until you watch it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. So I think I will let that go and stop bugging you now. Uh, We're going to move on to our co-host challenge. This is where we spend an entire episode getting slowly inebriated and then we try to answer questions.
0: Right. And you guys may not remember how this works. We certainly don't. Yes. Uh, But it goes something like this. I say a word and Lonnie has to spell it and guess a definition. Okay. (laughs) This is going to go real well. All right. Go ahead. What you got for me? All right. So my word is
1: funambulist. Funambulist. Okay. All right. So that is uh, F-U. N-A-M-B-U-L-I-S-T. Ding, funambulus. ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. All right. Okay. And now I have to figure out what it means. This is somebody who is, uh, does a lot of Kung Fu. Hey, that's a good one.
0: No. <laughs> All right, what is it? <laughs> Believe it or not, it is one who performs on a tightrope or a slack rope.
1: <gasps> wow. I well, mean, you would think cool. that that would
0: be called like a tightrope walker, but no. <laughs> There is a whole name for somebody who does that besides crazy, but yeah. I know. Besides crazy, seriously. Yeah. Uh,
1: No, I am going to have to find a circumstance under which I can use that word in casual conversation. I will report back and let you know how lucky I am with that. (laughs) Um, All right. So now I'm going to give you one. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Bombinate.
0: Bombinate. Oh, wow. Bombinate. All right. B-O-M-B-I-N-A-T-E. Yes, very good. Yeah, ow. Ow, we were like two for two. <laughs> I know it's good. So what does it mean? It means somebody who's really drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you could you could extend the definition to probably mean that. Um, it is a verb. Uh-huh. It means to make a humming or buzzing sound, to bombinate.
0: Really? Oh, that is an awesome word. That is an awesome word. <laughs> to I, I would be. I, I thought it would be like to get drunk. Bombinate. I
1: know. Well, <laughs> but but see, it's to make a buzzing sound, and getting drunk means being buzzed. Buzzed. Uh, so there, so well, I'm just saying buzzed. you could draw it's... a line. You could draw a line there.
0: I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough humiliation for one block. I think. Uh, I think so. <laughs> And we will be right back.
1: Welcome back, Lonnie and CJ. This is Whiffer Melissa from Jerusalem. My favorite episode is episode 30, Unscripted. Every year at the end of Nano, I listen to it, and it helps me pants the last few thousand words of my novel. So, huge thanks.
0: Hi, this is Whiffer Pimp. My mixer, Pam, and two of my favorite episodes are the one with a great and sometimes strong discussion on something like when are you a writer or when is a book a book, when you've written it or when it's published. And the other, of course, is when CJ kept wanting to take off her pants. It was awesome. Drink. Happy Whiffer to everybody. Well, it's time for Last Call here at Will Rape for Wine. I can't believe it's over already. I know. It was <laughs> really fun. It was You know, was we had fun. to uh, kind of work out the... Uh, the kinks and reload all the software on the computers and (laughs) and try try to figure out how to do this again. I know.
1: I know. It's so crazy, but it's so, it's so weird. Like it's been a while
0: since we've Uh done this, but it's like falling right back into a rhythm. I know. I know. That's amazing. (laughs) And the technology has helped. It's a little better now than it was like six years ago. I know. It's so funny.
1: (laughs) I remember you used to have to, like, FTP into my server and all this kind of stuff, and now we're, like, just oh, poof in God. Dropbox or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is definitely it's a lot amazing. easier. It so is. It, it, it was fun, though, but it feels like, I don't know, it feels like full, fun old times. I think that maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel, I think maybe we might be able to try this again sometime soon. I think we might. Maybe. I think we might. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens after I make you watch Marvel's Agents of Shield. <laughs>
0: If I survive.
1: Exactly. And I will spend a few hours watching the, the red tail hawks. Oh, you gotta watch them. Yes, I will. And I'll probably love them. The thing is whenever anything happens and I tease somebody or make fun of them about it, it Uh instantly becomes an obsession with me. So I'm going to get that link from you and put it up in the show notes. And then we'll be like, Oh, the red tail hawks. Are you watching them? Although I'm going to name them. And I'll be, I'll be like, they're pipping, they're pipping. And you'd be like, what? (laughs) I'll just call you at work and be like, Are "You watching the Red Tail Hawk? <laughs> Did you see what just happened?"
0: Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it. So until next time, this is CJ Barry and this is Lonnie Diane Rich saying, "If you can't write for money, then write for wine." Good night. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> me.